The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. If we are praying, we all pray one language. If we are fasting, we all fast one language. If we are winning souls, we all win souls one language. If we are getting blessed, we all get blessed one language. If we are serving, we all serve one language. That is what it means to be in one language. We are different nations here in the church, but when we come, one thing unites us. That is one common vision. It unites all of us and we speak the same language. The book of Matthew chapter 12 verse 30. that I have titled 25 signs of those who gather 25 signs of those who gather and this is part 2 we started saying that God's desire and God's ultimate vision for our church is for it to be a place of gathering for it to be a place where millions are gathering hundreds of thousands are gathering Thousands are gathering, tens of thousands are gathering on a weekly basis. But for this to happen, we have to know the 25 signs of those who gather because we have been called to gather. And Jesus said, unto me shall the gathering of the people be. So when we come to church, we are not coming because we love this church. We are not coming because we have a friend in the church. We are not coming because we have a family member in the church. We are coming because unto Jesus shall the gathering of the people be. When we gather, we are gathering unto Jesus and not unto any other name. So therefore he said, he that is not with me is against me. So you are either with Jesus or against him. You are either gathering or scattering. You are either in this church gathering or scattering. The question I'll ask you is, when was the last time you recommended Jesus to someone? The fastest way through which anything grows is through recommendation. Is through what? Recommendation. If you recommend Jesus to a friend, they'll follow you to Christ. If you recommend your church to a friend, they will follow you into the house of God. The fastest way through which anything grows is through recommendations. So it's time for us to recommend our church to our friends. It's time for us to recommend our church to our neighbors. It's time for us to recommend our church to people around us. All you do is, have you, have you heard? My church is the best church. I love that church. The pastor is young, but powerful. He's exuberant. 
He looks, he looks nice. He's handsome. Well, well, am I not handsome? <laughs> the way some of you are looking at me like that, it's as if I'm not, am I not handsome? Well, my wife is saying I am. Well, my wife is saying I am. Why are you jealous now? Are you jealous that she got the handsome one? <laughs> oh, Jesus, have mercy. You know, recommend, just recommend. Tell them my pastor is lovely. His wife is lovely. You know, both of them are lovely. They are always smiling. They are always on top and rising. When I come to the church, my pastor can teach the word. When he teaches the word, I get blessed. When I come and I'm sad, he makes me laugh. When I come with bills on my mind, I go with the word on my mind. Glory be to God. When I come depressed, I go lifted. Because when there is a casting down, thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. If there is a casting down, thou shalt say, there is a lifting up. Before I leave the church, I become excited. I receive an anointing to be able to face the challenges that Goliath throws at me. That's what you do. Go and recommend your church to a friend. The disciples of Jesus, they said, come and see Jesus Come and see. So that's the way things go. And before they realize, Jesus' ministry started growing. The woman at the well, John chapter 4, verse 19, verse 19. The woman said to Jesus, said, I perceive that you are a prophet. Say, I perceive that you are a prophet. And immediately she said that when you read downwards, the Bible says that she went to the whole village and brought the whole village to Jesus and said, come and see a man who is a prophet who told me everything about myself. She brought the whole village to Jesus. How did she do it? Through recommendation. Come and see, I have had an encounter with a prophet Come and see, I've had an encounter with the church. Come and see, I have found the solution. Come and see, there is an anointing in this church that destroys yoke. That is how the church grows. So what are you doing? You are recommending your church. And the more you recommend your church to people, the more God himself, I mean, recommend other blessings to you. When you recommend his house to people, God will say, I think my daughter, uh, let me just recommend a new house for her. Let me recommend a new promotion for him. Let me recommend a new car for her. Let me recommend a new, a new big farm for him. You know, what is God doing? You recommend his house, he recommends his blessings to you. You recommend his house, he recommends his blessings to you. You serve in the house, he pours a blessing into you. The more you serve, the more the blessing. The more faithful you are, the more you keep increasing. But if you are at the same level, doing the same thing, moving nowhere, then that means you are not recommending anyone to Jesus. And therefore, Jesus can't bless you. So the fastest way through anything to grow is through recommendation. When was the last time you recommended your church to someone? 
When was the last time you recommended a friend to Jesus? When was the last time? Is this church not blessing you? Is this not a lovely church? Is this a girl? I'm not sure whether, are you coming just because your husband just puts a chain on your hand and pulls you to church? Or you come willingly? You come willingly. So if you're coming willingly, that means you love the church. Or you don't love the church. Do you love the pastor? Do you love the pastor? You sure? You sure? I'm not sure whether some people love me. So I have to just, you know, Jesus came to Peter three times and said, Peter, do you love me? Three times. Peter was offended. Jesus asked, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, but you know. No, saying you know doesn't mean you've answered the question. Jesus said, do you love me? Peter said, but you know. Jesus said, do you love me? And the Bible says, and Peter was offended that Jesus asked him the same question three times. Now, the reason why Jesus was asking Peter, do you love me? Because when Jesus left, Peter left the ministry he had left for him and went back fishing. So Jesus said, do you love me? Feed my sheep. The demonstration of your love is you do what the master asks you to do. Oh, I just sense a strong anointing here. I just sensed a strong anointing here. Oh, wow. I just sense a strong anointing. Wow, the prayer team, keep praying. Don't stop praying. I just sense it's so powerful. It was like a heat, a strong heat. There's no heater here. Wow. So what Jesus was telling Peter is that if you love me, you will feed my sheep. If you love me, you will take care of my lamb. In other words, if you love God, no one has to force you to be in the house. If you love God, you tell others about him. How many of you are married here? Do you remember how many of you are married? Some of you, your hands are down, so it seems as if you are not married. You know? Do you remember when you started going out with your your wife now? You were in love, weren't you? You're still in love. I hope so. We're going to test that love pretty soon. You're in love. What were you doing? You went telling everybody. Oh, come and see. This young man is, you know, you tell, I mean, people don't see what's in him, but you, you, you can see gold. You see gold. You tell everybody about him. You tell everybody how you love him, how, how he buys you flowers. I hope he's still buying you flowers. I hope he hasn't stopped buying you flowers. Oh, if he's saying, I hope so. He's saying, I hope so. Let me kneel down. Pray for me, church. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. Pastor needs to stop buying flowers now. He's backslided. All of us are backslided. <laughs> we need to return back. Back to the first love. 
Brother Melvin, you are learning. Don't stop buying flowers. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. You used to buy flowers, but now when you see the flower aisle, you go past the long way. You don't want to go closer to it anymore. God have mercy. So Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? If you love me, you take care of my house. If you love me, you tell others about Jesus. If you love me, you serve with gladness. If you love me, you come into his presence with singing. If you love me, you just come. You might be tired from work. God can see your sacrifice. The Bible says that God is not unjust. He is not unjust. He is not unjust. I know you went to work last night. You came back very tired. But you still have to come into the house of God. Put a smile on your face. Serve the Lord with gladness. Be excited about serving him. The pastor might be preaching a message that you've heard before. You don't sit down and pretend as if, um, when is he going to finish? You are still excited. You are excited. You say, preach, pastor. Preach, pastor. Preach, pastor. Preach, pastor. Keep preaching. I love that message. The pastor makes a joke that you've heard before. You still smile and laugh. You don't, you don't, you, you don't sit in the service calculating. Well, he said this joke last week. He's going to say the same joke this week. You are becoming familiar. You are becoming familiar. And familiarity will rob you of your blessing. Anything you become familiar with, you, you, you won't be blessed by it. You won't be blessed by it. So don't be familiar with the word. Don't be familiar with the anointing. Don't be familiar with God. Don't be familiar with your church. Every day is a new season. Every day is a new season. When you come, be excited. Place a demand on the anointing. Knowing that whatsoever challenges I came with before I leave solution today, I will be blessed. Before I leave solution today, I will be blessed. Before I leave solution today, the walls of Jericho are coming down. Before I leave solution today, that debt will come down. Before I leave solution today, that promotion is coming. You don't know how it's going to come, but by the time you realize it's on its way, it's on its way because you are rejoicing, you are glad that the Lord is doing great and mighty things for you. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, if you are not with me, you are against me. If you are not with me, you are against me. If you are not gathering for this church, you are scattering for this church. I went to our other branch the other day and they were having this. Um, I don't know what they were having. They were having it was a fun thing or something. And one of my members was on a drum, the one who plays my drums, that I paid money to train. When he came to the church, he didn't know how to play drums, he didn't know how to play an instrument, true or not. Yeah, true. I paid money for them to be trained, became confident, and then a pastor came by there. And then when we're talking, the pastor said, yeah, that young man on the drum is really talented. I said, really? And then she said, he comes to my church. 
I said, wow. I said, this is my member that I have paid and invested money in. Now, another pastor is saying, he's mine. <laughs> so you are either for me or against me. You are either for this church or against this church. You are either a member of this church or a member of another. You can be a member everywhere. Everywhere you go, member. So I hope one day I'll not see you to another pastor and say, this is my member. <laughs> said, she said, this is my member. I said in my heart, wow. I just keep to, I'm thinking this is my member. And another pastor is saying, he is my member. So Jesus is thinking you are his, but the devil is also saying, oh, this is mine. Because you do the beatings of the devil. So Jesus said, you are either with me or against me. He said, he that gathereth, you are either gathering or scattering. And so it said, for us to experience this gathering season, there are five forces we need to look at. And last week we looked at one. What was the first one we looked at? The force of vision. The force of vision. The second force we need to look at is the force of one language. The force of one language. Genesis chapter 11 verse 1. The Bible says that and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. One language and of one speech. The whole earth. In other words, the whole church was of one language and one speech. The whole churches, all our churches, one language, one speech. Not two languages. One language, one speech. What does it mean to speak one language? To speak one language means if we say we are gathering, we all gather one language. If we are praying, we all pray one language. If we are fasting, we all fast one language. If we are winning souls, we all win souls one language. If we are getting blessed, we all get blessed one language. If we are serving, we all serve one language. That is what it means to be in one language. We are different nations here in the church, but when we come one thing unites us. That is one common vision. It unites all of us and we speak the same language. One language. So if I'm in the choir, one language. If I'm in the ushers, one language. If I'm in the children's department, one language. Because can I tell you something? Before the people can come in, if the people that are already there are not speaking one language, when the people come in, they will be confused. Sometimes I speak my language to my children and then one of them will come and say, Daddy, what language are you speaking? I don't understand the language you're speaking because I'm speaking a different language. But when I speak in English, she can understand what I'm saying. One language, one vision. Corporately as a church, one language means if every Sunday we get to church at night, we all get here at night. One language. Don't wait for somebody to come and stand on your door and keep knocking. Are you coming? Are you coming? 
and now you're having breakfast. What time are you coming? Every day we have to knock on your door. Every day we have to call you. What time are you getting to church? You're not speaking one language. You are speaking a different language. One language. And there is power in one language. There is power in one language. If all of us are serving, we all serve faithfully. One language. You don't come and sit down and say, I have finished doing my bit. Let the rest do their bit. One language. One language means we all get involved. One language means we all have the same understanding. One language means we all have the same passion, the same drive, the same ambition. We are all going to one place. One language means we are building churches everywhere, in every corner, in every nation. That's what it means to have one language. One language. It comes from the Father to the servant of the house. And the servant of the house says, we are all doing this. We all get involved. And the blessing doesn't just come to one. It comes to all of us. How awesome will it be when you come to church and you say, I am blessed. And this brother or sister will say, I am blessed. That brother at the back will say, I am blessed. What are we doing? One language. The blessing is flowing through the whole church on a corporate level because we are all working in one language. One language. When we say evangelism, we all speak one language. When we say evangelism, you are not speaking a different language. And say, I'm going to Beggar King today. We say evangelism, and you are saying, eat Beggar King. We say evangelism, you say Beggar King. Evangelism, Beggar King. You're bringing confusion. You are not working in one language. The Bible says the whole earth, the whole church was of one language. And have you noticed that when, when a, a, a choir or, or an orchestra, they are in one language, there is harmony. There is harmony. Everybody is playing their part, but you can't see any form of disunity. There is harmony. And have you noticed that where there is harmony, there is beauty. Where there is harmony, there is beauty. One language. One language, one speech. Don't come to the church and be saying something else. One language means as for us as, as a church, we don't gossip. So you don't come now and come and start gossiping about the pastor's shoe. What shoe is the pastor wearing today? Is that the shoe that is going to bless you? Are you coming to look at the pastor's shoe? Or you are coming to provoke a blessing from the anointing? It's not the shoe. Pastor always wears this tie. It doesn't matter. He always wears one shirt. Always white shirt. Does he only have one shirt? What shirt color is he going to wear today? What shirt color is he going to wear today? That's not one language. One language is trusting God and say, as I enter into your house today, may your word come to me alive. May I not live here the same. May I live here transformed. May I live here changed. That is one language. The whole earth. Not one. The whole earth. The whole church. The whole solution. All our branches. One language saying the same thing. What I preach here is preached across all our churches. What is that? One language. 
One language. One language. You are not going to walk into another solution branch and then they are doing something else. They are giving people holy water to drink. That's not one language. I didn't authorize you pastor to do that. We're a church of the word. We don't drink holy water here. We don't drink anointing oil here. One language. Our language which is one is the word. Is the word. We focus on the word. We teach the word. We teach sound doctrine. One language. When I send you to a branch as a branch pastor, don't go and do what you think you like. I appointed you and put you there. Do what I've asked you to do. Jesus was appointed by God to be a branch pastor here on earth. When Jesus came, Jesus said, what I see the father do is what I do. What I see the father do. In other words, what I see the head pastor do. What I see the main church do. I, Jesus, I do the same. If pastor preaches on 25 signs of those who gather, you don't go to your branch and start preaching 28 and a half signs of those who gather. That's not one language. Jesus said, what I see the father do is what I do. If you're in the choir and the pastor gives you a song, you might not know how to sing the song, but that's the song he wants you to sing. One language. Don't come and sing a different song. If I give you a song, choir leader, you sing the song I have given you. That's one language. The reason why Satan was cast from heaven was because he wasn't singing the songs God gave him any longer. He thinks I have arrived. He started saying, ah, look at me. I can ascend to his chair. I am very beautiful. He started focusing on himself. And anytime you start focusing on yourself, you'll miss the vision of the church. Every time you focus on just yourself and not the vision, you miss the vision. You start thinking, me, myself, look at me. I look beautiful. Look at my department. It's working. I don't have to do it the way pastor says. One language. You do it as I say. Children's, you are in the children's department. Pastor might not be there, but you must teach what I have given you to teach. If it's our year to shine, I've asked you to teach things on our, for our children to be able to shine. You don't go now teaching them something else. One language. One language. It's time for us to go back to one language, church. One language because we are building this thing, not just for us, but for generations yet unborn. You and I have to build this thing to outlive us so that the generations to come will know that our forefathers were working in one language. They gave us one language. So if they gave us one language, we speak the same language and don't distort the language they have given us. One language is when we are all walking in holiness, you walk in holiness. One language is when we all walk in purity, you walk in purity. One language is when we all walk in righteousness, you walk in righteousness. You don't contaminate the anointing. One language. And look at what one language does. Verse 6 of Genesis chapter 11. Look at the effects of one language. 
Look at the effects of one language. Verse 6, the Bible says that, and the Lord said, this is God speaking, the Bible says that, and the Lord said, the people is one. How did God come to that conclusion? The people is one because they were speaking one language. The people is what? The people is what? The people is what? It's supposed to say the people are one. But it said the people is one. The people is one. It's plural but singular. The people is one. Why, how did God come to that conclusion? Because he has seen them operating in one language. When we operate as a church in one language, no demon can penetrate us. No devil can penetrate us because we are working in one language. One language is when it's time to get to church. You get to the church yourself. You crawl to the church yourself. You run to the church yourself. If you have to go on the bus, you get on the bus for yourself. You wake up in the morning and take a shower knowing that you're going into the presence of God and you come out blessed. You come out lifted. You come out exalted. You come out great. That is one language. The Bible says that the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And look at, look at what the next thing said. And they have all one language. Even God took notice of their one language. He said they are, they have all one what? They have all what? One language. Not somebody is saying something else and somebody is saying something else. Have you noticed? It is said that two captains cannot control one ship. Anything that has two heads is a beast. That's why God gave you one head. He gave you one head so you don't become a beast. Anything that has two heads is a beast. Husband and a wife in the house. The wife thinks I'm the head. The husband also says I'm the head. The husband gives an instruction. The wife says, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way to the children. You are, you are introducing the spirit of a beast into your children. They grow up, they get married, they don't respect their husbands because they've seen a seed sown into their life. You imagine anytime you argue in front of your children, you are introducing them to a spirit of the beast to dishonor their husbands. What you are saying is, in this family, it's okay. You can insult the man. You can disobey the man. You can dishonor the man. What are you doing? You are speaking another language to your children. And when they grow up and they marry a man who doesn't take that, uh, that, that sort of I mean, nonsense, every day they will be packing and coming to your house. Every day they will pack their bag and come to your house. And now you are, you are blaming the man. No, you are not blaming. The man hasn't done anything. You introduce a different language to your children. You introduce a different language to your children. And they are speaking a different language under what is prescribed. Hallelujah. Somebody say one language. Oh, say one language. The Bible says the Lord God said, behold, the people is one. And they all, they have all one language. They have all what? They have all what? 
they have all what? Not two languages, not three, not four. They have all what? One language. And look at what God says. It says, and now, nothing will restrain them from, nothing will restrain from them which they have imagined to do. Nothing they have imagined to do can be stopped. Why? Because of one language. Because of what? One language. When you speak one language, when you are in unity, when you are in sync, when you are in harmony, nothing you have imagined to do, no devil can stop it. No demon can stop it. Because what you have imagined to do will be done because of your unity. One language. I said one language. One language. It's time for the church to speak one language. When we are out there and we are speaking, it's one language. When people see us, they say, this is a solution. She is a solution. He is a solution because we are speaking one language. We don't come into the church and speak one language. And when we get out there, we are speaking a different language. In the church, you are nice. That's one language. Out there, you are, you are, you are, you are what? You are on the news all the time. Making trouble, fighting everyone. In the church, we've introduced one language. You go out there and violate what has been introduced. And you think God will bless you. The purpose of the church is for you to come and learn and apply what you've learned out there. The church is out there. This is not the church. The church is out there. We come equipped to become what God has called us to become. One language. In the church, you are nice, but out there, you are a troublemaker. Where are all the troublemakers now? Lift up your hands and let's pray for you. Where are all the, they are not here. They are not here. Where are they? They are outside. They are making trouble. <laughs> the other day I heard there was, there was a fight somewhere in Bubush. And, and the first question I was asking is, was any of our members involved? Any of our youth? <laughs> but thank God I heard there was none. That's one language. Amen. Amen. The police were calling us. They were calling our church. They were calling our offices. They were calling. Now, thank God they called for us to give them solution. Praise God. Now, they know that we matter. The council was calling us. The police were calling us. Everybody was calling us. Amen. Because they can see the impact of our ministry in the community. We are a light to the world. We are a light. That is one language. We say we are a light. We all are a light wherever we are. Now, we don't say we are a light and then you go out there and you become darkness. That is speaking a different language. When you are a Christian, when you are out there, people must know that you are a Christian indeed. You are a real Christian. People are fighting, you don't fight. People are stealing, you don't steal. People are breaking the rules, you don't break the rules. Because you know that you are from 
a church that speaks one language. You might be a youth today. Tomorrow you might become the next president. Be careful what you are sowing into your future. Think about the future. Buy the future today by being in church every Sunday and every weekday. You are buying the future. What you're doing is buying the future. When you buy the future today, you buy the future cheap. When you buy the future today, you are buying the future cheap because by the time you get to the future, what you've bought today will be expensive in the future. Those of you who want to buy lands and houses, you say, oh, this is a bush. It's too far. I don't want to buy that, that land. Well, give yourself 10 years. You'll regret. You'll regret. When I had my, my pastor in South Africa said to me, we're buying our, 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 our property. It's like a football stadium. I was imagining that it's, it's probably in a bush somewhere. But that bush, 10 years to come, will become a city. Will become a solution city. All around us, you see buildings springing up. It will become a prime location. So wisdom is buying the future today. Buy it now. Jesus said, work while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. So work now. You are young. Work now. Don't do extra shift just to buy a ticket and go on holiday. I get amazed when I hear people, why, why are you not in church? I'm going on holiday, so I have to do extra shift. <laughs> I have to do extra shift to buy a ticket and go on holiday. And then you come back and you open your mouth to the air and swallow the air. <sighs> That's not wisdom. That's not buying the future today. Why do you have to work to buy a ticket to go on holiday? Instead of working to buy a house as an investment, you are working to buy a ticket to go on holiday and blow the cash. And you come back as a church mouse. These days, even church mouses are very rich. They are not poor. Church mouses are very rich. Or church cats. Church cats and church mouses have become pets. How can you say I'm working? You leave the house of God. Don't come to church. Don't come to the house of God. Say I'm working extra shift. This, hey, okay, let me not say this. I nearly said something, but, but it's, it's obvious. We can see these days planes are disappearing in the air. <laughs> now, if you don't honor God before you go on that plane, if that plane disappears, will you blame him? <laughs> you don't believe you don't you can't blame him, but I'm not praying that the plane you sit in will disappear though. Never. None of our members, it shall never happen. In Jesus' name, you are coming. But don't go and work to buy a ticket to go on holiday. It's mindset. When we say we want to build the house of God, would you go and do extra shift to bring the money for us to buy the house? You don't. Mindset. Mindset. Not one language. I'm yet to hear somebody who say, Pastor, we're building a church. So, Pastor, you know, I'm going to take extra shift. Not on a Sunday. 
but maybe on Friday, I don't work Fridays, but I'll take extra shift on Friday and I earn 200 pounds or 300 pounds every Friday and in the four months, four weeks, I will put that money to aside just to give it to the building fund. That's vision. What are you doing? You are buying the future today. When Solomon built the house of God first, when he built the house of God first, God said, wow, why, why will I not bless this son? After he built God's house, he built his own house. After he built God's house, he built his own house. And he was able to build his house and his, his palace was awesome. That's why we are building churches across the world. Amen. We are building, we are investing money. We are buying big, 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 big lands to big, build church, big churches. Amen. Tomorrow, those churches will be worth billions. Billions. What are we doing? We are buying the future today. We are sacrificing to be here so we can buy the future. One language. Sometimes people don't understand how we do it as a church. They say you have branches here. You are on radio. You are doing this. You are doing that. How are you doing it? Wisdom. Do you know I could put us in a hotel somewhere and we'll be paying some huge bills on a weekly basis? Do you know that? But I decided for us to be here so we can build other churches. So we can build other churches. We can build other churches. I, I could be somewhere in a, in a nice posh place and when I'm walking every time, the ground is not squeaking. You know? Every time I get here, I have to be conscious. The ground is squeaking. You know, squeaking every time. Now, don't focus on the squeaking ground now. I'm just telling you the sacrifices we have to make. The sacrifices we have to make to make sure that this one language is enforced everywhere. Amen. And tomorrow when this your church is everywhere in every corner, you will be proud that this is my church. I, 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 I'm part of this thing. I'm part of this vision. I am part of it. I am part of it. But you can't say I'm part of it if you are not part of those who are speaking one language. You can't say it. No matter where you go, you can't even open your mouth to say it. Because you yourself, you are ashamed. And a time will come, everywhere you go and you mention the name Solution, it will open doors for you. When you say I'm a member of Solution, it will open doors for you. It will open nations for you. It will open countries for you. Because of the church you belong. Because we have sacrificed. We have speaking in one language. Making sure that we achieve what God has called us to achieve. God said, this thing that they have imagined to do. Nothing can stop them. Because God saw that they were speaking one language. What language are we speaking? We must speak one language. Are you following me, church? One language means we are here 
rain or shine. This squeaky now is coming higher. Now. <laughs> Why did I even talk about this squeaky? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Church, we need to speak one language. We need to build churches. We need to build branches. And that is what one language is. One language is if we say branches and tomorrow I'm sending you, don't say, Pastor, why me? Why are you sending me? Pastor, I haven't been to Bible school. Well, we have our own Bible school. Come. By the time you finish, you're ready to go. When we send you to Zanzibar, don't say, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave UK. I want to enjoy the best. Pastor, there's no car there where you are sending me. There's no electricity. There is no water. Pastor, you want to kill me before my time. Do you know what you're doing? You're speaking a different language. We are speaking one language, branches, everywhere, in every corner. We want to start convenient churches. Convenient churches. Do you hear what I said? What are we starting? Convenient churches. That is one language. So, you don't have to drive to any solution church. You just get up and you go. You get up, you walk to church. That's a convenient church. And that's what we want to do. Amen? And so, you can become a convenient church member. Well, we changed that. we, We are no more members in this church. We are all churches. Do you know you are a church? You are not a member. You are a church. You can start a church today. You know that? Mr. Dabengwa, you can... You know. <laughs> I think the way you were looking at me, you, you were not sure. You were not sure. You, you know, you were like, what's, what's, you, 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 you are a church, amen? Do you know you can be a, a youth pastor? Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can be. You know, buy your future today. Be a youth pastor. Change the youth for Christ. Be on fire for Jesus. Do something for the Lord. Don't don't be don't be don't be today you are there. Today you are we don't know whether we are you are my member or not. You know, you are in my church. Next week you are in another church. You know. You youth pastor. Amen. A youth pastor, there are a lot of churches inside you. And that's another youth pastor sitting by you. Amen. A lot of youth pastors. Prince, when you go to uni, you start a church there in uni. You know that. Yeah. Youth pastors, there are a lot of youth pastors in this church. So let's buy the future today. One language. One language. And as we speak one language, God himself will say, this thing these people have imagined to do, nothing can stop them. Nothing can refrain them. Nothing can stop them. No demon can stop them. Nothing can stop them. No country can stop them. Because we have imagined to speak one language. Hallelujah. Did you receive it? Hallelujah. Come on, we are speaking one language in the church. We are speaking one language. 
One language. One language. One language. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution International Christian Center, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution Center is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution International Christian Center, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.